mystery. In our history. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Mystery Inner History Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at all things urban legend and conspiracy theory related, and how they came to be. I'm J.R. Supa. Joining me as always is Chris Barry. Howdy. <laughs> A.K.A. Chris B.O.M.G. Check me out on Twitch, blah, blah, blah. Chris B.O.M.G. on Twitch, and, and yeah. And <laughs> Nobody's going to like what they find there, uh, but yeah. Um, and... Well, what about the the bunny party? Whatever that is, bunny dance party oh, or whatever. That's not me. That's someone completely different. So that's all I that's all I know from Twitch. That's the only part of Twitch I know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, bunny party. Here we go. <laughs> um. So this week's episode is technically technically not a conspiracy. Uh, it's more of a lesson on a presidential practice that many people in this country probably don't know about. Because whenever it's used, it's classified. So what we're talking about is uh, our PADS, P-E-A-D-S, or Presidential Emergency Action Documents. Uh, if you've never heard of them, you're not alone because they've been used for a long time but are classified so no one's supposed to know about them anyway. But what they are, uh, what they are poses a huge problem, Okay. Um, Trump pun, a huge problem. Trump pun intended. It's a huge problem. It's huge. Uh, depending on the president that chooses to utilize them. Yeah. And uh, like you said, not a lot of people know about them. And I was absolutely one of them before uh, until I read uh, what our topic was this week. And I'm actually really excited to get into it because, again, I had no idea that this existed. So this is really cool. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started then. All right. All right. So let's start with what the hell is a PAD? We're all dying to know. Right. Obviously, <laughs> I just said presidential emergency action documents. Ooh, what the hell does that mean? Right. Uh, a PAD is a draft classified order created by the president of the United States to exercise or expand powers in the declaration of an emergency. They are defined by FEMA the Federal Emergency Management Agency, as the final drafts of presidential messages, proposed legislation, proclamations, and other formal documents, including Department of Justice-issued cover sheets addressed to the president to be issued in the event of a presidentially declared national emergency. See, now I didn't know FEMA had that kind of power, which I find uh, disturbingly interesting. Interesting, but, uh, right? Well, yeah. what the hell did I just say? <laughs> so let's put it another way, right? Let's put it this way. Um, their executive orders, proclamations, and messages to Congress that are prepared in advance in anticipation of a range of emergency scenarios so that they are ready to sign and put into effect the moment one of those scenarios come to pass so that there is less red tape, if you will, to cut through in the event yeah. of an emergency. Right, so like pick a doomsday scenario out of a hat, they pretty much have one of these is my understanding. Correct. So in layman's terms, if the president declares a state of emergency about anything, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. Yep. And uh, I mean, it's interesting 
uh, especially now because I mean, I believe we are currently in a state of emergency, emergency, or at least we definitely were back in April of 2020. I actually, I'm not sure if we still are technically in a state of emergency because of the uh, COVID-19 uh, outbreak that's happening. Um, I don't, I think that state of emergency has been lifted. Lifted. Okay. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah. I believe that state of emergency has been lifted due to COVID because Trump doesn't believe in viruses. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and again, they, they don't really talk about when it gets lifted. They only talk and, about when it's placed. So you correct. never, it, and you keep know. in mind, this is state of emergency applies to the nation as a whole. Right. So yeah. Just because FEMA gets involved doesn't mean it's a state of emergency for the whole country, right? So there's a state of emergency in Louisiana and Texas because of the hurricanes. Right. But it's not a state of emergency for the whole country. So a PAD would not really come into effect for that sort of thing unless it was a hurricane big enough to wipe out the entire country. Now, is that like a state versus uh, federal like kind of thing, like like a state of emergency – for the state of Texas versus a state of emergency for the United States? Yeah, because um, how I understand it, and I could be completely wrong, and if I am completely wrong, then feel free, whoever wants to comment and, and correct me. Um, but yeah. what I understand is that the state declares a state of emergency given some natural disaster, right? So let's call it the hurricane. Let's call it uh, it hit Louisiana, and mm -hmm. you know all this damage is happening. They need help. They need aid. The president will then declare a state of emergency in order to appropriate FEMA funds and other resources to assisting in that state of emergency. I believe that's how it goes for something like that. But what we're talking okay. about is a national state of emergency a la terrorist attack on 9-11, sure. which whether Absolutely. or not it happened yep. is a whole other episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, or or – uh, for argument's sake, uh, a warhead goes off somewhere in the U.S. Correct. Somebody launches a nuclear missile at us, mm -hmm. right? So now all of a sudden, what's going to happen? State of emergency. The president has documents in place called PADs to help deal – well, help deal with that situation. Help – I put help right. in quotes yeah. for you guys listening on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or anywhere else you get our podcast. <laughs> um, but let's go back again so PIADs originated in the Eisenhower administration in response to fears of the Cold War which make perfect sense right nuclear war is a constant yeah, a threat yep. yeah so they are uh, part of what is often referred to as community I'm sorry continuity of government COG planning Signed orders for a broad scope of issues were drafted and signed by the president intended to be used to prevent disruption of government functions. Only a very limited number of PADs are public knowledge, and um, only through secondary declassified documents that mention them through the Freedom of Information Act, right? So mm -hmm. of the yep. trend right, so of these, the trend of the orders is towards a severe reduction of liberty and civil rights for American citizens. No PADs have ever been declassified. However, they are referenced in FBI memorandums that were obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, agency manuals, and court records. Okay. 
Um, now, when you say that they have a severe reduction of like liberty and civil rights, is there any like solid evidence? And and not that I'm saying like I don't believe you. I'm just curious. Like, do you have any examples? So yes. Of that? So we're we're gonna get into that in in a minute. Um, okay. Yeah. They're so because they're classified. Short answer is yes. There's proof mm-hmm. because of these agency documents. Right. So because of these Freedom of Information Act, FBI documents, stuff like that, like we know what has been done, if you will. But we don't know. I don't know if we know what president signed off on it or, or what. So but we'll we'll get into it. It's it's okay. um, it's not all going to be explained, but you'll see. OK, cool. So the fact that these orders are classified uh, none have ever been publicly released or leaked and are therefore obscure and generally unknown to average Americans and scholars and even executive branch officials. Um, they are sometimes referred to as the secret powers of the president, which you will recall Trump uh, a little while ago, maybe a month and a half, give or take, um, like came out either on Twitter or something and was like, you guys have no idea the secret powers of the president that I possess and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, um, of course. But they have Both also called up. into question their constitutional viability. Yeah, absolutely. And rightfully so. I mean, we, uh, the thing, one of the things that sets us apart from other countries is our constitution. It's not a set of rules, it's a script of law of the land. Rights. Um, it's it's not a gets, set of rules, it's, it's actual rights that every person is supposed to possess. Correct. Um, and to have something like this that just kind of steps and wipes, it, wipes itself on it is, uh, you know, obviously uh, people should be calling it into question. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. Because we're going to get into that in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, but essentially, a PAD can just take away your rights. Disgusting. Like that's yeah, like this. The, and and I'll I'll give you some examples in a minute. But yes, like if if a PAD ever got enacted, they could just fucking take away your rights as a as a person. Never mind an American citizen, never mind just as a human being, they could conceivably just take away those rights. Like it could <sighs> you could crumple up the the constitution and all of the amendments and just piss on it with one of these yeah. piads. With just That's one why I always say an armed society is a polite society, you know? Yeah. Hopefully they won't be doing it all willy nilly, knowing that you know a lot of Americans are armed. So Well, let's see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> piads have since been expanded for use in other emergency situations where the normal operation of government is impaired. As one recent government document describes them, they are designed to implement extraordinary presidential authority in response to extraordinary situations. So what do you, what do you take away from that? Cause uh, like, what, what do you think counts as an extraordinary situation? Like, do you think it, it's so ex, ex, extraordinary that it's almost like it has to be doomsday? Or do you think it could be something small? Because you said it was, it was enacted over um, the Cold War, which, I mean, technically nothing happened. Right. It was just a pissing match so, with Russia. Well, and so that's the – so what I said was is that they were prepared during the Cold War. They weren't necessarily okay. enacted during the Cold okay. War. 
But again, we're, we'll get into some of the, the effects that some of these enacted piads have had. Um, but the way I read it, to implement mm-hmm. extraordinary presidential authority in response to extraordinary situations, essentially, I think the way they meant it to be determined, or interpreted, I mean, sorry, the way they meant it to be interpreted, I think was, God forbid something terrible happens. The president has the authority to shut it down, figure out the situation, assess, handle, and then bring it back without having the outside distractions that may come with um, I mean, for example, and, and granted, like, it's not an excuse, but like freedom of the press, right? Sure. Like to have the press just be in your fucking face all the time because they are when you are the president right. or when you are someone in power or whatever, mm-hmm. right? the press have a right to get at you. Correct. And if, if there's a nuclear warhead headed towards us. Mm-hmm. A, do you want to cause a panic or do you want to handle the situation, right? Like that's right. – right. do the people have a right to know? Yes. Does the president have to make the decision of whether or not I'm going to tell these motherfuckers because God knows what's going to happen, looting, rioting, oh my god, it's the end of days, whatever, blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. He's got to make that decision, right? Correct, yeah. So a piad may revoke the rights of the press. For a determined amount of time so that the president doesn't have 30, you know, press corps up his ass. Right. Spreading misinformation. Correct. They're just making assumptions. Exactly. Right. So it's that's not needed. Right. Especially like today in a world of clickbait. You know what I mean? They can just say you guys can't. A piad could conceivably just round up the press corps, put them in a room, lock them there take all their fucking internet access away, no phones, no computers, no iPads, nothing, until the situation has resolved itself. That's that's an example. Now, is it right? Uh, that's That, that particular it's, one it's is tough. a very gray area. Right. Very gray. And I use that right. example because there are clear-cut sides to each, you know what I mean? They're clear-cut pros and cons for both sides absolutely so and that's why i use that one because i want to i want to slowly ease people into this yeah yeah yeah, so let's continue okay of these orders there were plans for relocating centers for government functions and suspending habeas corpus so that's before you even jump in chris that's why i Mm -hmm. i slowly slipped into this uh I dip my toe in the water with getting rid of the press, um, right. but let's let's you know it's suspending Look, habeas corpus. Yeah, and do you mind if I define habeas corpus? Because I, I don't mind at all. No idea. Uh, I had no idea what it meant before I looked at the, our our subject today. Um, and it is defined as habeas corpus is a recourse in law through which a person can report an unlawful detention or imprisonment. To a court and request that the court order the custodian of the person, usually a prison official, to bring the prisoner to court to determine whether the detention is lawful. 
I just wanted to kind of get that out. So uh, listeners and I am on the same page with you. Um, (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, in layman's terms, I think habeas corpus is the right to face your accuser in court. Correct, yes. So... That actually, yeah, that's that's a perfect way to put it in in a in a very uh, layman's terms. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, but what does that mean, right? So, what does that even mean? Suspending that. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. It means that the government, if a piad is enacted that suspends habeas corpus, the government can take you. No due process, no mm-hmm. trial, no court. You are gone. You don't exist. Mm-hmm. Your trial is the government going, we took you, you're guilty, have fun in Guantanamo. That's it, crazy. right? So crazy, that's, crazy. and that's where like these piads get scary. Yeah, of course. Like, because, right, we were talking, We, I think you and I talked about it offline, but um Earlier on in the Black Lives Matter protests, when like unmarked vans with federal officials were just showing up and just, yeah, taking people off the street. But by now, like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, dude. Yeah. And and no one around you knows what's going on. No. Uh, Who knows if you have any sort of contact with the outside world past that point. And there's uh, no phone call. That's the thing. There's there's no can I get my phone call? There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild. So here's some more things um, that we know from from these orders. They called for the creation of new government agencies to be chaired by a mixture of both civilian businessmen and cabinet secretaries without any scope of their exact function or lifespan, the only focus being on their activation on the day of a nuclear attack. These new agencies included but we're not limited to the office of censorship national manpower agency and national food agency. These agencies were authorized to, and I quote requisition or condemn private property or its use pursuant to act of Congress and or executive order. And it was thought that this would be necessary to rebuild the country and maintain law and order. So, just out of curiosity, it, it, you just said that they're going to create the Office of Censorship, National Manpower Agency, and the National Food Agency, assuming those don't already exist, correct? Correct. Okay. What do you think the roles of, like, these – like, I just I just want to spitball with you for yeah. a second. Like, what do you think, like, the Office right. of Censorship – Let's talk about – I'm going to start so with that grim. one. I'm going to start with that yeah. one right away. So, here is what I think. Think the office of censorship would be tasked with mm-hmm. because this is in the event of a nuclear attack, right? Correct. Yeah. The office of censorship jumps in and stops all media. Yeah. From no one out, can, can speculate. No correct. one can anything. No one says anything until we know what's up. Now, a conspiracy theorist or a uh, probably more realistically a conspiracy nut would argue the office of censorship has total control to just feed the masses, whatever they want them to hear, man. 
which is possible. Oh, I mean, I mean, agreed. Yeah, it's I mean, possible. that's not a possibility. But like, I mean, in in the event of a nuclear like war, because think about what, like, think about perfect example, right? Nine eleven happens. Mm-hmm. Any and all people in our country from the Middle East are immediately, instantly, public enemy number one in the eyes of Americans. The average yeah. American, not all. But the average American looked at Muslim people, people from the Middle East, completely different after that day. And and asked, even if it was just subconsciously in the back of your mind, are you a terrorist? I wonder if this person's a terrorist, right? Right, right, right. And And if you backtrack further, you can go to World War II and remember the internment camps that Asian Americans were forced into Mm -hmm. in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, uh, Japanese. Japanese, yeah. Yeah, because of the attack on Pearl Harbor. That's correct. Right? So I think ultimately I'd like to believe that the Office of Censorship was um, put in place to prevent that type of thing from happening. Right. No, okay, that makes sense. To prevent fear mongering. So, right. Because I remember even when, I mean, I, I'm sure you remember 9-11. We both lived through it. Yeah. Um, I remember that day, the entire time, they were like, we don't know who the enemy is. We suspect this. We suspect right. that. Could be anything. I remember at one point, one of the news agencies said, we suspect it was Israel. And I was like, I mean, I was too young to really know what that meant. I was like, okay. But, and like, but I remember they just kept spitballing right. and throwing and random could, stuff. They was, could not have been more wrong. Right. And, and, and that can be even more just as dangerous. Yeah, as, absolutely. Because now not only are you dealing with a national crisis that we were just attacked with a nuclear fucking bomb, but the rest yep. of the country that wasn't affected by said nuclear bomb is now in a civil war because we're fighting each other over right. your ancestors because your ancestors came from this country and we think this yep. country bombed us. Fuck who you. Who done it? Yeah, who, yeah, exactly. Everyone's fighting over who done it. And... Uh, no, I agree. Um, what do you think National Manpower Agency is? Oh, man. National Manpower Agency, to me, I think it has the authority to relocate you from your current means of employment mm-hmm. to whatever the government says you need to do in order to help with the crisis. Yeah. Here's a hammer and nails. You're an able-bodied man. Yep. Go start. Go start uh, doing putting something. nails in the shed or mm-hmm. our new houses, whatever. We need manpower yeah. to do this, right? Yep. We your, need truck drivers to, to move exactly. food around. Your yeah. um, your hair salon is not as important as rebuilding this area or yep. helping people evacuate, or whatever the case may be. Not to say mm-hmm. that those jobs aren't important, but in the times of a crisis, who needs right. their fucking haircut, really? When, when people need places to sleep or something. Correct. So okay. I think that's that what makes, the, yep. the Manpower, National Manpower Agency, and I think yep. the same thing. The National Food Agency has the ability to just go straight to the farm and say, we're taking this and appropriating yep. it to whatever we deem necessary. Yeah. Taking any food supply anywhere, it doesn't matter, yep. grocery stores, whatever. Exactly. Taking it and just being like, hey, we need it for this emergency. These, yeah, these people Sorry. need their canned Stop. goods. You guys are fucked. Sorry. Have a nice day. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay, yeah. That's what I, that, in my heart of hearts, that's what I would hope they would be. 
Right. So um, to not like completely as opposed up, to like, just uh, yeah, as opposed to just fucking um people disappearing, food disappearing, fat cats yeah. getting richer and and the poor getting poorer and blah 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 because, you know, yeah. as we will see, it's it's very very easy. Right. Um for this to take a silly turn. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's uh yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. So, moving on. P ads are classified, secret, and no P ad has ever been declassified or leaked. Which, in and of itself, I think is a is a unbelievable feat and a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because almost yeah, everything true. gets leaked nowadays. Yeah, that's true. That's- there's, there's... No, you're so, right. You're right. But even worse, it appears that they are not even subject to congressional oversight. Although the law requires the executive branch to report even the most sensitive covert military and intelligence operations to at least some members of Congress, there is no such disclosure requirement for PADs and no evidence that the documents have ever been shared with relevant congressional committees. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that, the whole thing... That's fucked up. It is. And and it's not only the fucked up, it, it feels insanely unconstitutional. Um, now, like, I can understand the need for perhaps something like an executive order, although I truly believe those should be limited during presidencies. I don't think it's something that um, presidents should be signing willy-nilly. I know this is getting a little off topic. Yeah. Um, but uh, to me, a PAD kind of feels like an executive order, except it's one classified, one's not. And and um, one has the rights to revoke your constitutional rights, and one does right. not. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Um, but I, I just got on the topic um, – of, of the executive orders, and I thought it was interesting. I looked at the numbers of executive orders per president from our last five, mm-hmm. um, and I was shocked to find out that the number just keeps going up. Uh, so I started with George H.W. Bush. He signed 166 during eight years. Yep. Uh, Bill Clinton, he did 253 during eight years. Uh, George W. Bush, 291. He's the highest on the list. Yeah, but I would give um, him a slight pass because he did just like get fucking nine eleven dropped on him, and mm-hmm. you know decisions oh. needed to be made. So, well, not only nine eleven, he also had the weapons of mass destruction. Right. Well, it the, all stemmed the, from that. The second Gulf War. Yeah. Um. Well, didn't didn't that happen before nine eleven? The WMDs and the invasion of Iraq, and then just kind of happened during nine eleven. I can't remember anymore yeah uh, it's all, i think we were at the, it's all one big, we're in war still. it's all one big fucking shouldn't have happened blob well, yeah i mean i was in seventh grade when all this was happening so yeah. i mean i just you know, I, I wasn't paying attention but let's be let's be fair <laughs> let's, um, let's be honest yeah i was a kid I, I who gives a shit right i mean it was tragic but like you, yeah. you know you're not like oh what's up with these wars huh uh, <laughs> um uh barack obama had 276 yep. and shockingly i thought Trump had way more, but uh, it was one forty. Uh, it was just forty five. Hmm. Um. So, and again, you know, I'm I'm kind of giving George W. a pass 
Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, he. I mean, he got us through some. He got us through some shit in eight years, dude. Like I, yeah. I as a young teen, as, I was rebelling low, against the as low as his numbers, as approval ratings were. He did eight years in office, mm-hmm. and got us through some of the roughest shit in like fifty years. Some of the toughest times, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard. It's hard to kind of hold those against them. Also, it's this. This is also the same guy that almost died from choking on a pretzel and shot his <laughs> vice president in the face with a shotgun. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. His vice president shot someone else. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He had to go through that whole scandal. Yes, exactly. Uh, Dick Cheney. So He's you know, is himself. what it is. And then, I mean, I would also kind of give Obama a pass because the war and I like the war in the Middle East is not over. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that's – I could be completely wrong, but I feel like all of these executive orders are kind of stemming from that. And and that's the thing, too, is Clinton had the first um, attack on the World Trade Center, I believe, when he was in office. It was either him or – He had the or, Oklahoma City bombing. He had the Oklahoma City bombing, but I think he also had the, the World Trade Center attack, that the first one that happened. But at, that could have been that? George H.W. Bush. Somebody drove like an ambulance filled with explosives or something into the building. No shit. Yeah. How do I not know about Because that? it happened in the early, early 90s when we were like five. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I would have. Yeah. I would have been like, like yeah, or six or seven yeah. or something. Um, I don't know. But I mean, just real quick, what, what are your thoughts on executive order? Do you think presidents should have unlimited access to just put into law? Whatever they want, whenever they can't get a con- congressional or house agreement, what what do you think? Uh, I mean, and do you think it should be unlimited? Do I think it should be unlimited? No, right. Um, I feel. I feel like same time at the same time like a rare though, candy. Yes, it's, it should be like a butterscotch candy that you get from your grandpa. Right. Very you don't rare. see your grandpa all the time, but every time you do, he's got a butterscotch candy. That's right. Um, so here's here's why I'm not super opposed to executive orders, mainly because of the way our government currently works, right? Mm-hmm. Because like when you're the president and you're trying to get something done, it boils down to I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican, we have the majority in the House, and mm-hmm. anything you try to do, you can go fuck yourself. Like yeah. that's which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So like it's if they want to get something done, that's for the betterment of the country but for whatever reason the other side isn't getting what they want out of the deal Mm -hmm. yeah you know what fuck them Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) democrat or republican you know what i mean like if it's if it's in the country's best interest but that's a debate in and of itself yeah um, but yeah, I don't think they should be unlimited. That's uh, I'm, it, that's the big part. Yeah. I think it should be super limited. I think it super should. Limited. I think like it a, should be like um, I don't know. Name something that's not unlimited. <laughs> Fiftieth turn lives. Lives in Mario, the original Mario. Right, you got yeah. three lives, but if you earned enough points, you got an extra life. If you hit the right fucking brick box, out popped an extra life. I think like there should be like an incentive program with like the same that there is with um like, like professional athletes. Program. Yeah, no, like like with professional athletes, right? Like I'm a professional quarterback in the National Football League and if I throw for 4000 yards, I'm going to get 
an extra million dollars at the end of the year. It should be like if I keep my approval ratings above 45%, I get an extra executive order this year. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> I, listen, man, I can go with it. Right? Totally. Yeah. Just so. But yeah, I, I definitely don't think they should be unlimited. And I think it's ridiculous that some presidents. And if you, get, if you get elected to a second term, they double. Ooh, okay. It's like a reward for being. You did okay the first time. We'll give you another one. You know what? Here's yep. a couple extra executive orders to you play. Got it here the second time. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I again. I, I. I'm. I'm. For the most part, I'm against them, but I also see the need for them. I. Yeah. I do. But you should also have to sacrifice one if you do something stupid, like like if you pardon someone who is convicted of X crime or worse. On the penal scale, mm-hmm. pause for laughter at the word penal. Um, <laughs> like you should have to sacrifice an executive order. Like you should have to use the executive order to pardon. It has to be both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right let's let's keep going because we fucking we've yeah, come well, off the rails here. There, but... I, I told my I wife. I feel like it's in the same way. I, know. I told my wife that we were going to spend like. 20 minutes on this podcast and the rest was going to be discussions and I was not wrong. Yeah. All right. Um, Although piads themselves remain a well-kept secret over the years, a number of unclassified or declassified documents have become available that discuss piads through these documents. We know that there were 56 piads in effect as of 2018 up from 48 a couple of decades earlier. PIADs undergo periodic revision, which I thought was very interesting. Although we don't know what PIADs contain today, we do know that PIADs in the past years have done the following. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I was unaware that they carried over. over oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah. Once they're enacted, just... that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, a See, PIAD... I was thinking... It's they not like when the president and they're goes. Like, okay, let me just jot down some piads real quick. This is what's going to happen. No, this is like okay, a forever thing. They carry over. They carry over for they're, presidency. So okay. this is this is a forever thing. However, they said they do undergo periodic revision. I don't right. know what that periodic revision is, but I'm assuming that whatever five fucking people in this super secret committee, yeah. Um, look at it and if they deem it's no longer needed then the piad gets deactivated right so now, again let's just keep using nuclear war okay so the office of censorship indefinite amount of time it's taken 10 years to figure all this out right The Office of Mm -hmm. Censorship has been the one spoon-feeding the media so that they can give us the updates for 10 years, right? So now whatever part of the country that was hit is rebuilt. We know who did it. We've dealt with who did it. 10 years have passed. It's now come under review, this PAD. There's no reason that the media needs to be censored anymore. Okay. Deactivate the PAD. Media go back to being pieces of shit scum who only care about clicks and ratings. Yeah. Okay. For the um, most part. But, but I'm assuming each enacting president is aware of these PS and know what are we're gonna in get them. Into that too. On them. Yeah, yeah, we're going to okay. get into that. Yep. 
All right, so um, we know that PADs in the last in past years have done the following: authorized detention of quote alien enemies and other quote dangerous persons within the United States. No habeas corpus. Suspended mm-hmm. the writ of habeas corpus by presidential order. Right. Provided for various forms of martial law. Issued a general warrant permitting search and seizure of persons and property. A general warrant, which means if I have this piece of paper, doesn't matter if it's you, me, or your great aunt Sally, I'm coming in your house. Disgusting. Um, established military areas such as those created during World War II, which, you know, time of war, okay, that that isn't yep. as bad, but they had the right to just walk up and go, this is a military area, have a nice time, find somewhere else to live. Yep, we're going we're gonna to excavate your house and everything, we're putting yep. the base in right now. Uh, yep. Suspended the production of the Federal Register. Okay. Declared a state of war and authorized censorship of news reports. Leaves a bad taste in your mouth, huh? Yeah. Those are all things that have been determined from declassified documents. All those things happen, right? So there are memos and letters dating back to 1956, and we are not going to discuss them all here. So if you want to deep dive for your own edification... Um, you can use one of our sources, uh, www.brennancenter.org. That is B-R-E-N-N-A-N, center, C-E-N-T-E-R, all one word, dot org. For the full list of docs, starting at Trump and going all the way back to Eisenhower. But what I discovered looking at all of these, because I did actually look at most of them, and, and I, I read the summary of all of them and looked at most of them. Um, the president finds out about PADs from the House Committee on Appropriations hearing and the House Judiciary Committee hearings, depending on when in time we are, um, mm-hmm. going all the way back to President Ford in 1976. Gotcha. So that's how, to answer your question, Chris, that's how the president becomes aware of PADs and then in a separate meeting finds out what they are or what, excuse me, what PADs are actually happening. Okay. Gotcha. Um, because the, the house committee on appropriations hearing is public. That's a crazy oh, thing. Oh, okay. Like they, yeah. if you want to read I didn't know that. the house committee on appropriations hearing and the house judiciary committee hearings, go to brennancenter.org. And and search for this, search for PADs, and the article on PADs has every single Judiciary House uh, Committee on Appropriations hearing and House Judiciary Committee all transcribed. All of them are thousands of pages, but they are kind enough to um, tell you exactly what page mentions the PAD. No kidding. Yeah. So that's how the president discovers the PADs, but then to keep it classified, another meeting takes place that is not transcribed and is not a part of the House, and that's when the president finds out whatever they are. 
Okay. Yeah. Alright. Um, and now as we previously stated, the PADs have to be reviewed every so often. So when time lapses, the current president needs to look it over, which brings us how Trump funded the wall. To my knowledge, Trump never received any congressional support for building his wall. But it's still getting built. So how? Right? Trump declared a state of emergency and used a PAD to appropriate Pentagon funds to build the wall, which is in a nutshell, right? But the details are, are way more complicated than that. Um, and if there is a correction that needs to take place somewhere, feel free to correct. Um, yeah. But that was the Trump PAD as I understand it. Right, right. So I guess um, I was going to I was going to step in originally and say that was completely wrong. But seeing how these PS are just not at all public knowledge, I guess I wouldn't really know if it was <laughs> correct or not. Um, because honestly, um, you can kind of track the funding for uh, the wall. Um, so again, if, if he did use a PN, the PN might still be classified. Um, but the result was very much uh, public knowledge and was disguised as just executive orders. Mm -hmm. um, and I can give a, a full rundown if you want, or I mean, basically, I don't, I don't even know if you really want this whole thing. I put it all in here, but there's, a, there's an outline of it. Um, you know, on the 25th of January, 2017, uh, the Trump administration signed an executive order uh, which formally directed the government to begin attempting to construct a border wall using existing federal funding, although actual construction of a wall did not actually begin at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2017, he was going to put a 20% tariff on Mexican goods to fund the wall. I'm sure you remember that. Yep, we're going to make him uh, pay for it. Yep. Uh, the former president of, of Mexico, I, I, Peña Nieto. I'm sure his name is Peña Nieto. Nieto. Thank you. Uh, gave a national, I'm, I'm sure you remember his national televised address saying Mexico would not pay for the wall. Yeah. So funding did not come from that. That was wonderful um, to watch. Yeah, he was just like, no way. Dude, yeah, it was great. It was, was like, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. So let me say I, it in I Spanish mean, and English so you can understand. No. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so March 2018, Congress approved uh, $1.6 billion out of a $1.3 trillion spending bill. <laughs> towards the border barrier. Um, so that was actually Congress app uh, appropriated. Right. Um, so pretty much it was characterized by Trump as a quote-unquote down payment, he said, uh, which would be spent building not only some new wall, but also fixing existing walls. Uh, in the end, uh, this specific appropriation ended up funding about 90 miles of the barrier wall um, and made... 2019, 1.7 miles of the barrier had been constructed. So as of as of today, mm -hmm. most of this money has actually gone to reinforcing something that already exists, which is um, which is interesting. I actually watched like a whole segment on yeah. it. Um, it was on uh, CBS this morning, Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning news um, with the the trumpets and shit. And actually, the CBS Sunday Morning News also has a 10-minute um, video, and I'll post the link in the description, on PADs as well. 
which is what brought oh. Piads to my attention. I had no idea they existed either. And then I saw this little 10-minute blurb, and I was like, holy shit, let me look into this. Um, but yeah. we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But so they have this whole thing on that, and they have this really um, interesting thing on the wall where and, – and granted, like, to say that they're reinforcing something that already exists, they are putting in a new wall in the place of – whatever barrier was there, but it, it's not classified as a new wall because something already existed. Correct. Yeah. However, the company that is in charge of building this wall, Mm -hmm. because it's one company from my understanding, um, they have like embezzled money. They have, uh, multiple like accusations in the past of like tax fraud, um, oh, are you talking about the Bannon thing that happened? Uh, yes, thing? I think so. Where he went, he he basically crowdsourced for the wall. Yeah. Um, from people, yep. from from citizens, and then basically embezzled it. And well, so it. he embezzled it, but I'm talking about the actual company that was oh. getting this money. They are also shady motherfuckers, and like parts of the wall that have been built and and put in place are already eroding. And it's been like a year or two years. Like the base of the wall is already eroding. These people are just as shysty in their business as Donald Trump is. Okay. Sidetrack real quick. How the hell are can we not as a country hold these people accountable and basically just, just fucking rope them, shoot them? It doesn't even matter at this point. So so this, I, I have an answer. Happening. I have an answer for you. It is because people like Trump use, and it's not just Trump. Don't get me wrong. Like, not mm-hmm. a fan of him, as I think is apparent by most of the comments that I've made this episode. But it is not just him. It is all the people that are using sleight of hand to keep you over here while shit's mm-hmm. going down over here. Okay, that's the problem. And not only that, but then using fear mongering. And and like the things like perfect example right now is with like the Black Lives Matter protests, Mm -hmm. which I don't want to get too into because it's a whole fucking can of worms. It is. But like the right is using fear mongering. To attack the left Mm -hmm. when in reality it has nothing to do with politics and everything to do with the rights of people. Right. But that's, you know what I mean? So like, and that's the problem is it's, it's about this over here so we can do shit over here. Right. And that's why people, and, and it's the same reason why you don't necessarily know about however many kids were discovered in a fucking crate or whatever, you know what I mean? That were being child trafficked like a week ago mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, did it, did that like make huge news? No, because black lives matter is, you know, taking up all the headlines and granted yeah. it should be taking up headlines, but at the same time, it's not the only thing going on though. Right. A correct. It's not the only thing going on. And B it's all about the media using clickbait. On one side or the other, but the biggest clickbait right now is BLM, and it's not 60 kids discovered in a fucking 
tr- uh, crate somewhere. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was it was um it was like a week ago. It was like 60 kids or 30 kids, I don't remember, but yeah, they were like it was a human trafficking thing that they were just like I don't know if the article was fake or not, but yeah. Like it, I just kept seeing posts of like why isn't this making the news, huh? And then of course it was right. the it but it was also being posted by all of the all lives matter people, so like, you know, take it with a fucking grain of, of salt. But even if that is not true even if that particular story wasn't true other things are happening not only in this country but around the world and you're not being told about it because of the media wanting to do and and granted like if you think that the media is not run by one side of the aisle or the other you're silly mm-hmm. like watch fox news watch cnn and tell me <laughs> what party they're associated with it's not hard to put it- Put it slightly, exactly what Elon Musk said. Who do you think runs the media? Yeah. Yeah, it's just one simple phrase. Anyway. But, again, regardless, to answer your question, Chris, that's why I believe that we're not going after these people is because every time a crisis or every time something happens that can take up the news week for days, weeks, months, however long, you plaster it up there and then all of this other shit goes away. Trump's biggest fucking conspiracy theory from QAnon was the virus was created so that we can keep everybody inside so that Trump can drain the swamp. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? But how did the drain go? You know what I mean? Obviously, that was incorrect because the president's come out and is like, the COVID, blah, 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 blah. So obviously, that was wrong because the country's starting to reopen and nobody's missing. None of these important Mm -hmm. politicians that are child molesters have gone missing. So, you know, although again, whole nother aside, but I have to share this because I think we just have to do a Q segment on every episode. Now, um, the latest thing I saw from Q, Mm -hmm. there is a, uh, incel conspiracy to assassinate President Trump. And as a result, President Trump has downloaded his consciousness and his soul, because don't forget, Trump was sent by God. He's downloaded his consciousness Mm -hmm. and soul Mm -hmm. to a Joe Biden clone while the real Joe Biden is being held in Guantanamo Bay. And therefore, in order to keep the legacy of our fearless leader, Donald Trump, intact, we must help the clone Biden get elected because someone's going to try and kill Trump. Huh. Well, I mean, that is fucking out there, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. There was a there was a website that I used to go to that had all the like updated like Q info and whatever whatever. That is offline now. I just I just realized. Yeah. Uh, I just went to it and its uh, origin server is offline, so that got taken down. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All right, let's let's get back on. All right, uh, back task to the wall here. love story. Do you, that do you I wrote want for me you? to just run through this real fast? The rest uh, of this. I got it. I got it. All right. All right. So you remember the the the. 
government shutdown, December December 18th to January 19th. It was the longest one, I think, so far. Yep. Um, basically, it was, it was shut down due to Trump's uh, declared intention to veto any spending bill that did not include $5 billion in the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, in layman's terms, they couldn't agree on a budget. That's what happened in the past as well, uh, but just not that long. So uh, February 2019, he, uh, he signed a bill to fund the government for the balance of the physical year, but derided uh, the bill was inadequate because it contained only $1.375 billion for the border security. Uh, Trump had earlier said that he needed $5.7 billion to extend Mexico-United States barrier. Um, at the same time, Trump signed a declaration that the situation at the south border constitutes as a national emergency, so that might be where the TAD came in. Yep. Um, this declaration uh, made available $600 million from the Treasury uh, fortitude. Forfeiture. Sorry. Thank you, forfeiture fund. <laughs> And two point five billion from the United States Department of Defense and three point six billion from the military construction account for a total of eight billion when added to the one point three seven five billion. Um so around February twenty second it emerged that more than a third of those funds had already been spent for the original purposes and they were therefore unavailable, basically they said, Hey, I know you which want that leaves, money. But which leaves like three billion left still though. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, the House of Representatives voted in favor of a resolution rejecting Trump's declaration of a national, national emergency on the southern border. And in March, the Senate did the same thing. And the next day, Trump basically vetoed the bill. It was the first veto of his presidency. And in September, the House Senate again vetoed. Uh, I'm sorry, the House Senate again voted in favor of ending the declaration of emergency, and in October, he again vetoed it. Um, so, yeah, and then jumping into March 2019, or jumping back, I should say, uh, the Pentagon issued a list of proposed military construction projects that could be postponed under the president's emergency of declaration. So, basically, the that could be used for the funding of the wall. Mm-hmm. So he basically said, hey, stop all that stuff. That's not important. The wall's important. Um, the Pentagon authorized up to $1 billion to be transferred to the Army Corps of, of Engineers for the construction of additional barriers. Uh, and in July, the five consecutive justices of the Supreme Court achieved a majority to lift a May 2019 block that was placed by a lower federal court Thus, the Supreme Court allowed $2.5 billion of the funds. And then I'll say lastly, September 3rd, 2019, the United States uh, Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, authorized the use of $3.6 billion in military construction funding for 175 miles of the barrier to fund 11 border barrier projects, the Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon will take funds from the military construction projects in 23 states three territories in 19 countries, which is kind of nuts, you ask me. Um, and how many people are going to suffer because of that? Job, right, well, Jobs exactly, taken away, exactly. like, in those areas. No, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I do agree. Um, 
So on December 10th, a federal judge in Texas blocked the use of the military funds for building the wall. Ten days later, Trump signed a, a government spending bill with about $1.4 billion allotted for it. And on January 8th, 2020, a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals granted a stay of the Texas judge's order freeing the $3.6 billion for the wall uh, on February 13th, the Pentagon notified the Congress notified Congress that it would defer 3.8 billion from the funding to the military's anti-drug. I'm sorry, would defer 3.8 billion from funding for the military's anti-drug activities and the war on terror to building the wall. So basically, taking funds from our failed war on terror and war on drugs and putting it to the wall instead. Um, when I went on this giant rant, I was unaware that the P ads were actually um, done secretly and not publicly. Um, so the fact that he called a state of emergency on the southern border like he did, um, I am now realizing that that's when he was putting together additional funds and, and, and right. you know, uh, basically taking, taking uh, more power. However, I still would like to say that there is a pretty clear paper trail there yeah, absolutely but it's but, also yeah. i mean uh, again a lot of people you know they just they just kind of are just like oh he just stole money and whatever <laughs> right. and it's like yeah well i mean he did it technically but you can see where it all came from for the but, most part. but just like everything else he's done he's found a loophole that allows him to do it as well a, it's kind of as it's opposed to like just flat out illegally early. doing it Right, right, right. Well, it, well, it's it's like what we discussed earlier, right? Everyone and their mother is against this man, yeah. and they're saying, "Well, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're not getting what you want." And and you know, he's trying to do it the right way. He's trying to go through Congress to get it. He's trying to get it from these programs. He's trying to cut other programs for the money. And again, it's just fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then at the end, he's just like, "All right, you know what? No, I'm just going to sign this yeah. executive order." And yeah. uh, and, and maybe activated a feed in the in the right. process. I don't know, but. You know, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. No, I, I get it. Um, well, so let's – so the, I guess the next question that we ask, right, after all of this, we've we've gone from Eisenhower to Trump, right? Um, the next question is what does that mean for our country? What do PADs mean for our country, right? And this okay. is where I guess the conspiracy part of our program – uh, can really stretch its wings and fly like a peacock, Captain. Yeah. Because realistically, the president can do a lot of stuff that can't be stopped, including taking away certain inalienable rights or maybe hitting the pause button on an amendment or two. So, like, the sky's really the limit. So, Chris, I want to ask you and I want to discuss your biggest fear on the potential threat a PAD can actually pose? Um, well, I am a... Uh, <laughs> it's no secret. I'm a big fan of this country. I'm a big fan of America. I love living here. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to be an American. Not a lot of people say that anymore. Um, I truly am. I, I love it. I feel like I won the lottery being born here. And um, I think what makes this place so great is our, again, our constitution, a set of rules, something that guarantees every man is free, guarantees that everyone is, you know, you know, they're allowed to pursue um, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Um, 
And for me, I really do fear that something as powerful as a P ad, one day something something can happen, and this is no longer, um, you know, the country that's been standing all this time. It's now something else. It's no longer America. It is Neo America or whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, where you know the bomb hit or an invasion happened, and now we no longer are free people. We no longer have our rights. We are just told what to do and things never kind of go back to the way they are after because some people don't like the way things were before or whatever, whatever the case may be, dude, I don't even want to, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, That's kind of my fear is that one of these things get activated and then it's just all gone. The, the uh, dream of this country is just over and uh, had a a nice trial run and now we are just something else. That's my fear. Um, and it can happen all so quick, you know what I mean? And who knows? Corona could have potentially done something like this, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's enough to constitute uh, emergency powers and to take away. I mean, it did, in fact. No, I, I wouldn't say it took away some of that, right? I mean, um, but in other places, they did. You know, I mean, look at Italy. They were under strict, strict lockdown. Yeah. No one was allowed to leave their house. No one was allowed any of that stuff. And that very easily could have been us as well. And that Just to play devil's advocate, though, mm-hmm. those three weeks of forced lockdown in Italy, they don't have a problem with corona anymore. Like, oh, I, like I, we do. I completely agree. <laughs> completely you know what I mean? agree. I get it. I get it. Um, so, again, I, I, I'm very proud of where I come from, but again, I understand that this place has its problems, and one of the biggest problems that we have right now are people who think uh, that this, this fucking thing doesn't exist, and yeah. they couldn't be any more wrong. You know, it does exist. You should protect yourself. You should want to protect others around you, um, and it just, it just kind of is what it is at this point. So. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? What, what, is, what is your fear? I have I have so many fears with these fucking pee ads. Like these have turned me into a conspiracy guy. <laughs> Welcome. Because to the like club. anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, um absolutely. Here's here's my biggest fear because of its time proximity. What's to stop? Donald Trump from declaring a national emergency, right? There's no way, I mean, Black Lives Matter protests have been going on for how long now, right? George Floyd, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, and, and countless, countless others before and since. Um, I don't think Black people are going to stop being killed by the police in the before this year is over. Like I think that there are going to be more, and it, I, for whatever reason, it does it doesn't matter because they you know they shouldn't be getting killed by police to begin with. But that's beside the point entirely. Um, my fear is that if Trump loses the election mm-hmm. to Joe Biden to Sleepy Joe. <laughs> 
if Joe you, Hyden. Correct. Yes, Joe <laughs> Hyden. I like that one too. I heard that one for the first time today. That uh, one made me giggle. I yeah. did hear that one too. Um, so Trump loses not only the popular vote for the mm-hmm. second election in a row, but also the electoral vote. Now, he doesn't leave the presidency until January 2021. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right? He's still the president. What's mm-hmm. to stop him from declaring a national emergency, signing a PAD because of the Black Lives Matter protests? Mm-hmm. Just to use them as an example. It could be for anything. But, right. I mean, the National Guard's already been called in certain areas, so it seems like the logical choice. Yeah. What's to stop him from from declaring a state of emergency for the entire country because of these protests and effectively um, postponing or abolishing the 22nd Amendment? For those of you who don't know, the 22nd Amendment put a two-term limit on the presidency. Um. What's to stop him from doing it? I mean, there there's already a very large group of people, and it's it's actually to me it's um it's a it's it's sad how large these this group of people is, but there's a very large group of people that are really looking because a that is the definition of fascism, right? That's no right. different from Vladimir Putin poisoning the guy who's running against him right i agree it's just one is a loophole in our constitution and the other one is murder either way you're still grasping fucking control and not letting go right so Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's my concern is what happens then because there's a lot my point is there's a large group of people that are looking at this going four more years of trump then eight years of Trump Jr., then eight years of Ivanka, no, eight years of whatever other girl, that are, yeah, and yeah. then eight years of the the young kid who's like twelve or fifteen or whatever the goal is. What you're just gonna leave? You're just gonna leave the bastard middle, middle child out of there? Fucking I mean, Eric? his own wife did when she introduced the fucking. <laughs> <she> was... <laughs> If you watch the Republic National <laughs> Convention, even his wife didn't mention him by name. So why should I? Um, but my point is, yeah, I, yeah. from a conspiracy standpoint, I feel like that is actually a viable thing. Like, sure. it scares the bejesus out of me that he can just do this because he doesn't like to lose. No, I know. Yeah, absolutely. And if and if PADs are thing, all powerful, like like mm-hmm. it's suggested that they are from the research that I've done, what's to stop him? Like he has the excuse, he has the protests. Mm-hmm. He has looting and rioting and people setting buildings on fire that people are living in. And granted, I'm not saying that the people doing the looting and the rioting and the the property damage and, and all this shit, I'm not saying that they represent the Black Lives Matter movement. Because in any situation like this, there are always people that 
take advantage mm-hmm. and use it for their own benefit. Sure. Um, like like looting, right? Like that's. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that when people were like, "Hey, we need the police to stop shooting us." the next person didn't stand up and go, yeah, let's go rob the fucking Gucci store. Like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. It's the movement and the the awful shit that's being done, I have to believe, are separate. Yes. So, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's happening, and it's happening a lot, and there's still no fucking control on it. Portland is still it's been what over 90 days of 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 protesting and riots and looting and yep. you know whatever. So if this keeps up, it's September. There's 2 yep. months, 2 months to the election, people. If this keeps up and Trump loses, I'm I don't want to know what happens with a fucking PA. Right. Um never mind the fact that if Trump loses, he already said flat out he's going to contest the the results, which leaves Nancy Pelosi as the president of the United States. Just want everybody, Democrat and Republican, I want you all to understand. Nancy Pelosi is the president starting in January until the – what Trump – like because all Trump's going to do if he loses is just take Biden's first year in office away. That's yeah. all this does. He's just going to tie it up in court so that it doesn't happen. And now Biden only has three years and a whole lot of catch up. Right. And he's already fucking got dentures falling out of his mouth and dementia and God knows what else because <laughs> he's oh, true, 106 true. years old. But I mean that's that's Nancy Pelosi, president of the United States. Interim. Yeah. No way. So. No way. That's I think that's my biggest fear, but quite frankly, depending on the president, anything is possible. I'm yeah. As long as you I'm, can as long as you can make the argument for state of emergency, national state of emergency. As long as you have that argument, you have a PAD in your back pocket. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that this two-party system that we have going on right now um i hate it i think it's the stupidest it thing on the planet i think we i it, i want five parties turned, so dis- it, dude it's turned so disgusting yeah. at this point the the whole the whole um the whole argument right now that the democrats are running on is get trump out of there yeah. We don't have anything. We don't have any policies for you. We don't have anything for you. We didn't even think of a campaign trail, no slogan, nothing. We have fucking nothing, and it's September. Biden has come flat out and said, out Biden has come out and said, I'm a transition candidate. I am running so that Trump loses. I'll be the president for four years, and then we can move on. Yeah. Let's just move on from yeah. the fucking sideshow experiment that we decided to pull when we elected a reality fucking TV star to be the president of the United States. Yeah. I'm also afraid that they're going to pull the same shit, though, if they lose. I'm also afraid of that. Oh, because absolutely. They, I think they're – they, again, the whole at the same time, I think, I think at the same time they have a more valid reason to contest it. 
How so? Just out of curiosity. Um, again, how, how, let's, how let's is, go conspiracy how is with it. One losing more valid than the other for contesting. I just don't understand that. Because, well, so Trump is not a popular president. Yeah. Right? He lost the popular vote against Hillary, who's mm-hmm. one of the most hateable human beings on the planet. Yeah. Right? So in all – for all intents and purposes, this should be a democratic landslide because all – and granted, like this is the whole thing of four years ago, it was I don't like either of these fucking people. I'm not going to vote. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's mm-hmm. how Trump got the electoral college. He sure. got the people he needed to vote to vote. And Hillary couldn't get those people to vote because they didn't like her. Right. And that is their campaign right now is that everyone needs to vote. If you don't like the country as it is right now, you have to vote. Because yeah. if you don't vote, what happened four years ago could happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. But with so I think Trump does what Trump does all the time. Constant fear mongering, constant hypocritical statements, right? Mail in sure. ballots. Mail in ballots are fraudulent. Mail in ballots can be tampered with. Mail in ballots can disappear. And then he goes and mails in his fucking ballot for Florida. Mm-hmm. Right? Right off the bat. Fucking hypocrite. Yeah, I, I think even today he went on a whole tear uh-huh. on Twitter about how you, you need to get a mail in ballot, send it in, and then go to your polling place yeah, he, and go no, in and, and he try didn't, to he went he didn't go on a rant. He actually flat out said commit polling fraud. Well he didn't he, say that. Yes he did. Voting no. twice read, is read fraud. Does not say that. He says to do it twice to test the system. That is fraud. You can't vote twice. No. That is against the law. It's That's against the it law says. to vote twice. But it's not what it says, though. It's exactly what it says. Pull it up and read it. Or you want me to? I'll pull it up right now. It says that basically if you go in and they say that your vote's already been cast, you're good. And if you go in and it says that your vote has not been cast, then your vote got lost. Basically, you say, make sure you get represented. I'm looking for it. Hang on. I don't even want to get into ballot stuffing right now. There's been such a bad criminal history on the blue side of that in the last fucking six years, man. I like really, really. <laughs> but right, that... it doesn't say try to cast your vote twice. It says make sure your vote is counted. But make that... sure you're being represented. But going and then the problem is, is that if you've put in your mail-in ballot. Uh-huh. And it hasn't been received yet. And you vote. You voted twice. That's against the law. Of course, but I don't think they're going to count it twice. They're going to get your they mail-in ha- ballot. That, but that's the thing. That you were checked in in your state and already voted, and then they're going to toss it out. That's not how it'll work. And that's the thing. It will end up being fraud. What he has advocated for will end up being fraud and against the law for a lot of people. Mm. Which is why Twitter tried to take, or I think they did, they either did take it down or they like slapped something on it that essentially says like it completely violates every kind of, 
electoral um, efficacy. Yeah, but I mean, Twitter can kiss my ass. I mean, they the are point. they they suck dicks, but yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I, again, I, I don't think the message was go out and commit fraud. I think the message was make sure your vote is counted. But you can't make sure your vote is counted without committing fraud. Like, there's yeah. other ways to make sure your vote is counted other than going to an in-person voting. Like, that that's the thing, is, like, there will be ways to ensure your vote is counted without going... Because if I put my vote in the mail on November mm-hmm. 1st, it's postmarked mm-hmm. November 1st, it's in the mail November 1st, and it's going to where it needs to go, and then on November 2nd or 3rd or 4th or whatever the fucking date is, I go to an in-person polling... Mm-hmm. They haven't gotten my mail yet, and if they have, they definitely haven't gotten to counting it yet. So I don't in have a look person, into that. they're going to say no. Yeah, go ahead and vote, and then I'm going to go and vote, and now I voted twice, and right. that's and and I I guarantee that's what he's hoping for is one of two outcomes. Outcome A. All of his people do this. They just put votes in the mail on November 1st, and then they put votes in in person on November 3rd. And now mm-hmm. he's got double the votes. And it's right. like – it's like um, I don't know if it was a movie or a cartoon or if it actually happened. But he has – Trump has 500 million votes when there's only 300 million people in the country, right? Or people do it. And then there's this massive, like, kickback of all these people voted twice, and Trump gets to go, see, I told you, fraud, in the mail voting, it's a flawed system, it doesn't count, we need to do the election again, blah, 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 and he's in office longer. I see, I see. That, that's a legitimate fear. Okay, I get it. I get, I get where you're coming from. I didn't interpret it that way, personally. Uh, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I, again, I just don't, I get with the whole coronavirus thing going on, why people want to do mail-in ballots and this and that. But also, let's be honest, at this point, we're already in crowded places getting groceries. People are going back to work. I'm going back to work already. I'm, I'm back at it, uh, driving into the city every single day. I don't understand why we can't use safe practices at the polling places we're opening fucking public schools for christ's sake so the reason is that not everyone would get a chance to vote if you enact social distancing guidelines Mm -hmm. and have all the polling places open from their normal times or even later you will have Mm -hmm. people standing in line for hours on end trying to vote and then the time will come when the voting polling places have to close and there's still a line of people that didn't get to vote because it's going to take longer because there's less room and more restrictions to provide people with safety and peace of mind yeah and that's the that's the part that scares the Democrats the most because they know that if they are if that's the case because people are going to line up to get Trump out of there like that's that's the thing and they're not 
it's going to be what happened four years ago is not everybody's vote is going to get counted. But the difference is, is that it won't be because people just didn't vote. It'll be because they never got the chance. But I think that's enough speculation and <laughs> yeah. politicking. Uh, really, yeah, we got really off, off we did. We went, there, we went from okay. P ads to a uh, political podcast. I may it's edit some of this podcast. out. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Uh, fuck it, leave it all in there. Um, shit. Yeah, I know. Nobody's fucking watching anyway. Um, Jesus. <laughs> but that is... Anders, we love you. Thank you for listening. I know. Fucking Anders. He's the greatest. He's the absolute great. I miss him. I love him. He's great. I miss him. I never yeah, met him. Too. I still miss him. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout I, out I, to I, Anders. I, yeah, shout out to yeah. um, so that's how we're going to wrap up this time on the Mystery Inner History Podcast. Uh, be sure to check out our website, fourguysmedia.com, for news, updates, and lists of all of our podcasts, including uh, Someone Else's Shoes, Mike's Mini History Lessons, uh, Mystery Inner History Podcast, of course. Uh, Can I Finish? Uh, all of our episodes are up. We, we haven't done any new ones, but there's still a bunch of pretty funny ones. Um, See you next time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, as always. Everyone in between. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Double guns. <laughs>